For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome listeners to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM brought to you by Village Green Apothecary located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I host the show for this hour, and I try to bring you a lot of really good information all about you and your health. Now, we have an important guest that I want to introduce. This is very important, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno, and you have heard me talk to you about his book and what he does. And it's a pleasure to introduce him. I just want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Pizzorno. He's a transformational leader in medicine. He founded Bastyr University, the country's first and largest fully accredited university of natural medicine, and served as president for 22 years. He's a naturopathic physician, educator, researcher, and expert spokesman. And we're discussing today the impact of toxins on health, and we're going to look at the solutions. So, Dr. Pizzorno, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for the very kind introduction, Dana. And it was a lot of fun talking with you about our mutual history, helping advance this medicine despite huge opposition. Yes, we've we've been around for a long time with regard to being so controversial. And I always wondered why nutrition was considered alternative. That just didn't make sense (laughs) to me. Uh, Tell us more about your background because it's so interesting. Oh, well, well, thank you. My, My background is actually quite different from most people in terms of how I got into this medicine. Because I was, um, at the time, this way back, I mean, literally half a century ago, way back 1970, I was working in conventional medicine research uh, as a research assistant. And I was thinking, you know, I think this is where I want to go next. I'd been in a PhD program at Cornell University, and I didn't like it. So I left that, decided to give all medicine instead. So I was happily working away doing doing research. And the lab I was working at at University of Washington School of Medicine was looking for cures for arthritis. We were looking specifically at, in that lab at gout and rheumatoid arthritis. So I was happily working along and getting some papers published and loving what I was doing. And then the woman who married my roommate from college, when we were having dinner one evening, said to me, you know, my juvenile rheumatoid arthritis is cured now. I said, what? Wait a minute. First of all, I didn't know she had had arthritis, so she told me about it. And then I said, but how to get cured? It's an incurable disease. Because I know I'm working with these MDs and PhDs, not just in our laboratory, but in laboratories all across the country. And uh, we have to look for drugs because that, my belief was you cure diseases with drugs. Anyway, um, 
So I said, so what did you do? She said, well, I went to an naturopathic doctor and he cured me. I said, what? <laughs> I didn't know there's anything other than MDs practicing medicine. I, I didn't even know there were chiropractors, okay? <laughs> so, uh, so I went to this naturopath and I said, so what did you do for my friend? He said, well, taught her, uh, I taught her how to eat properly and gave, him some, gave her some vitamins and herbs and cleaned up her liver. So what has her liver got to do with her joints being swollen? And therein began a journey, which has been um, quite remarkable, I have to say. So um, do you want to keep, keep talking? Because there's another, another uh, in, a couple other things that added to it. I don't know if you want to hear them or not. Oh, please do. I think, I think our listeners love to know these backgrounds, not just what we have to share, but where we've been. So keep up the storytelling. I love it. Okay, so there are two other events that added to this. So while I was working at, at the in University of Washington School of Medicine uh, and Research, um, when I became unhappy with Cornell, I decided to make some changes in my life, and I decided to become a vegetarian. And not because of any deep philosophical reason, not because of nutritional reasons. It was just like, God, my life's not working quite right right now. Let's just try something different. I saw my body go through a lot of changes from becoming a vegetarian because I was eating a standard American diet before that, you know, the sad diet. So I asked one of the MDs I was working with, and this is a guy who I had a really great, great relationship with, and we'd, we'd, play, we'd play squash. We'd play squash every, every week, multiple games. And we were so well balanced that after a year we'd played, we, we each had won 100 games after one year. Okay, so we were well balanced. So I asked him, I said, so, seen these changes in my body from becoming a vegetarian, what do they mean? His response was, there are errors in your observation because diet does not affect you. Okay. So remember, this is the medical dogma at the time. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. I, I see my body changing, and he's saying it's not real. So when I went to see this naturopathic doctor, I decided to ask him the same question I asked the medical doctor. I said, here's the change I've seen my body from becoming a vegetarian. What's happening? So he goes over to his bookshelf pulled guidance medical physiology off his text off the bookshelf. But this is the standard uh, medical physiology textbook that was used in medical schools at, at the time. So he goes through it and he looks in the index and he shows me physiologically how my body's changing from being a vegetarian. I thought, well that's interesting. The nature path knows physiology better than the MDs I'm I'm doing research with. So anyway, so that was yeah, so I was interested, but it wasn't enough. Then one more occurrence, and this is one which hugely changed my whole viewpoint on medicine. So we had a, a postdoc in our, in our uh, research lab, and she was a, an MD, a very nice lady, and she was doing a study on a new drug for rheumatoid arthritis. And she was, we were doing, she was doing an animal study. So like cell cultures had worked, now she's doing an animal study. And this animal study was they used a duck model because they had ducks that had been genetically bred to get rheumatoid arthritis. And, you know, you look at the duck feet, you might say, and, you know, they're really easy to look at their joints to see what's going on. So it's, it's a very convenient model. So um, we got the ducks, uh, and uh, we went over to the vivarium, which is a terrible place to be if you're vegetarian. The vivariums, we do research on animals. I just hated it. But anyway, so I went over yeah. there, and we checked in. Yep, got the right ducks. Make sure the ducks are okay. But when we looked at the ducks, they looked miserable. These poor ducks were stuck in these cages. So like a cage is like one foot by one foot by one and a half feet. So they were in there and they looked miserable. And of course, you might say, well, how do you know if a duck looks miserable? Yeah, anybody's got pets knows. When you look at your pet, if the pet's unhappy, you know about it. So being a kind-hearted woman, 
uh, you want your doctor to be kind-hearted, I would think. So uh, she found an empty lab in the vivarium and got her husband to work with her on the weekend. And they went through and they uh, made this duck run for the for the ducks. They uh, got some plywood and got this long long area that kind of uh, boxed off. They filled it with sand. They got a little plastic swimming pool, put some water in it, got some fresh fruits, fruits and veggies, and put that there to help you know, augment the uh, supplement the uh, the duck child that they were eating. And um, all of a sudden, the ducks were quacking and happy and running back and forth and things like this. So fine, okay, now we're ready to do our experiment. So we're waiting for them to get their rheumatoid arthritis. And we're waiting, and we're waiting. They never got the rheumatoid arthritis they were genetically bred for. So then we're in the, in the lab, and the MDs and PhDs I'm working with are all consoling this poor woman because her research was a failure, and her postdoc, all this excitement she had for it, ends up in nothing. And I'm looking at them and thinking, wait a minute, don't you see what just happened? You don't need the drugs if you put people in a healthy environment. And I looked at it and said, you know, I'm going to change my direction in life. I'm going to, I'm going to stop just looking for drugs. I want to look at this thing about how do you create healthy environments for people so they don't even get the disease. Anyway, that, there's my story. <laughs> well, and it- – you know, I love to hear how people got into this uh, aspect of medicine. When we set up the the first complementary functional medicine practice uh, with my physician, my personal physician, who said, I'm tired of running people through every 10 minutes. I want to spend time. I want to learn more. And what what I found is, yes, we faced a lot of suspicion from other medical people, and the comment I heard most frequently and still hear is what uh, he just, he, he, he just jumped off a cliff, and now he's doing this new medicine that is supposedly supposed to be helpful, and I said, no, you know, when you come out of medical school, you have a set of tools. And then you learn other aspects of treating people. And the typical MD did not have other tools. They only had the the toolbox they were given. And I said, it's like learning languages. You don't unlearn your native language when you learn a new language. You're more gifted at what you can do for your patient. And I think that's one of the, the prejudices that I see still experience with regard to one of my colleagues who I was co-author with. Everybody said, what What happened to her? She walked away from pediatric medicine. No, she didn't. And I, I think that you certainly have a lot of, uh, of those stories to tell, and we're going to continue to talk about this in the next three segments. And uh, listeners, if you've just tuned in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. We're having a great conversation with Dr. Joseph Pizzorno, and we're going to talk to you about toxins, their effects on health, and the solutions. We we love the solutions, so we are, are definitely open to lots of good information from Dr. Pizzorno. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back after this break. 
Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Start the new school year off right with Pure Encapsulation's new Pure Nutrients Gummy. The new Pure Nutrients Gummy is a comprehensive multivitamin mineral complex enhanced with organic berries and fruits in a great-tasting fruit-flavored gummy that's suitable for the whole family. With higher levels of vitamins and minerals than other leading professional brands, the Pure Nutrients Gummy offers daily wellness support in a fun, berry-shaped gummy multivitamin. The Pure Nutrients Gummy can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at My villagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day, at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour. And we're having a fascinating conversation with our guest today, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno, and it's a real honor to have Dr. Pizzorno with us. He's a transformational leader in medicine, and that's a very big deal. He founded Bastyr University, the country's first and largest fully accredited university of natural medicine, and he has served as its president for 22 years. He's a naturopathic physician, educator, researcher, and expert spokesman. 
And we have gotten some expert advice already, and we're going to continue the discussion of the impact of toxins on health and the solutions that work. So, Dr. Pizzorno, uh, let's talk about toxins in general, the frequency of exposure that people have, and the grow the growing concerns. Well, thank you. So, so you know, I, as a naturopathic doctor, of course, I've always been interested in the role of toxins in damaging people's health and what can be done to get the toxins out and restore health. And so I've always had a lot of interest in that. And about 10 years ago, I was doing a corporate wellness program in Canada where I tested four or 500 oil field workers and uh, tested their, their toxin load. And I found a lot of toxins. And I initially thought, well, they're, 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 they work in the oil industry, so of course they're going to be exposed to a lot of toxins from industrialization. Well, it turns out these guys would get in the pickup truck in the morning, go out into the prairie, and make sure that the pumps were working. So they actually didn't have the chemical exposure I was expecting, but they had a lot of signs of toxicity, a lot of lab tests that were showing toxicity. Then I realized they're getting their toxins because many of them were working in the oil field to subsidize the family farms that no longer were financially viable because of agribusiness. But they were on their farms using all these chemicals uh, that were being used by the agribusiness. So a lot of herbicide, pesticides, things like this, and it was short from the blood work. <clears throat> so then I started thinking, oh, so a lot of toxins. And then I started looking at research on uh, looking at people in the top like 20% of load of a particular toxin, I was looking, how much does that increase the risk of disease? And I realized, and so we compared people with the top exposure, so people with the lowest exposure. Sorry, I can't see my hands as I'm moving around here. But anyway, you look at top exposure versus the bottom exposure, boy, I've seen almost every disease was showing multiple toxins that were dramatically increasing the risk of the disease. So then I decided, okay, can we convert the risk of disease to what percent of each disease is due to a specific environmental toxin, and the numbers were just stunning. So that's why it got me to write my book, The Toxin Solution, because I say to people, if you have chronic disease, most likely due to environmental toxins. So I started finding all the research and published the book. Now I continue to look at the research, and two studies came out since I published my book that were just stunning in, in how, what they were showing. So how are we doing for time? Should I get into them now, or do we have to do a break? Oh, yeah, we have time. Okay. So one of the things that people often think about is, well, you only get damage from these metals and chemicals if you're working in industry. And true, if people work in industry, that, that's why OSHA is there, to make sure they're not being exposed to many toxins. But it turns out that the research that was based on that kind of heavy, acute exposure doesn't apply to the general population. What's up with the general population is we're not getting this huge sudden exposure, we're getting chronic low-level exposure over long periods of time. Now, when we look at these toxins, there are two kind of big categories, not metals versus chemicals, but rather persistent versus non-persistent. So non-persistent means that the body actually can detoxify them really quickly to stop exposing yourself. So the body gets rid of them in hours to days. Whereas the persistent toxins they take weeks to years to get rid of. So even though the exposure was really small, if you look at people's bioload over time, it goes up and up and up, and all of a sudden they got disease. They say, oh, you get, you get disease. It's normally get disease when you get older, because that's what happens when you get older. Well, 
actually what happens as people get older, they've built up such a heavy load of metals and chemicals in their body, it's destroying their physiology, and that's why they get sick. So this brings me to two studies. The reason I said that is I want to point out this is not a rare person. This is the whole population. So one study, they decided to look at lead. And lead's interesting because that's a good example of an environmental toxin that we stopped releasing into the environment. But if you look at people like in our age group, remember we formed, formed our bones when there was a lot of lead in the environment, so our bones are full of lead. If you lose lead, particularly men and women during andropause and menopause, the blood levels go up and that lead gets redistributed. So one study decided to look at people's body load of lead and see how predictive it was of things like all-cause mortality and heart, heart attacks, things of this nature. What they found was remarkable. Number one, they determined that lead, and this is a current study, it's not past exposure, this is a current study right now, found that lead accounted for 18% of all-cause mortality. And that means almost one out of five times when people die, dies because of lead. Then they went further. They, you know, they were blown away when they saw that. So they started looking at where it's coming from. Everybody knows that the leading cause of death in the United States is heart attacks, okay, cardiovascular disease. So it turns out one-third of cardiovascular deaths are due to lead. Okay. So we look at one toxin accounting for one-third of heart attacks. So as I look at this kind of, this kind of research, I'm realizing this is all intervenable. We can, first off, help people stop losing their bones as they get older, but we also can get the lead out of the body and stop damaging them. So that's one study that really grabbed my attention. There was a second study. By the way, these are large studies, you know, thousands of people in the studies. Another study came out on arsenic. And people might say, well, wait a minute. You know, you only get arsenic poisoning if your spouse is trying to get rid of you. And um, while that may indeed happen, unfortunately, that's not what's happening most of the time. So they were looking at arsenic levels and cancer. And what they found was that as arsenic levels go up, so do all cancers, with the exception of the blood cancers. So leukemia, things like that, actually goes down, go down with arsenic. And actually, the mechanism is now understood, which is pretty interesting. But the point here is that as arsenic levels go up, lung cancer, prostate cancer, uh, breast cancer, I mean, the cancers that actually kill people um, are proportionate to arsenic exposure. So they ran the numbers, and they found that one quarter to one third of all cancers the population group that they studied got the cancer because of arsenic, okay? Then you might say, well, wait, arsenic is not that common, is it? Uncommonly elevated, is, is it? So it turns out that 10% uh, of the public water supplies that have reported the arsenic levels have reported arsenic levels known to cause disease in humans. Now, notice I said only 50% of the public water supplies have reported the arsenic levels. That's a $50 test. Why didn't the other 50% report their arsenic levels? Makes you a little suspicious, doesn't it? Okay. So then you start looking at, well, how much arsenic has to be in a person's body before you start seeing more stroke, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, things like this. So there was a 20,000-person, 20-year prospective study done in Italy on arsenic and disease. Now, I love prospective studies because you know, when you do a retrospective study, you can kind of go back and cherry pick things. When you're doing a prospective study, you're saying, we think this is the problem. Let's just look at that and watch what happens over time. 
And what they found was strong, strong correlations between arsenic and, like I said, stroke, cancer, diabetes, uh, heart disease, etc. Then look at what's the threshold by which you start getting increased risk and determine what the threshold is and turned out to be nine, uh, 10 micrograms of arsenic per liter of urine, okay? And 35% of the U.S. population is above that threshold. So I would assert at least one-third of our population is suffering disease simply because of arsenic. You know, um, I'm, you're giving us fascinating information, and I think it's so important. Um, and I think that the public doesn't realize the degree to which we're exposed. There are some 90,000 manufactured chemicals, only 200 of which the EPA has actually studied. And we don't know the safety of substance A with substance B through Z, we we don't have those kinds of studies, the synergism among toxins. It's, you know, not just the lead, Very not just the arsenic. You put these things together and it's a bomb. Um, and I'm thinking, too, of epigenetics and the changes. We've talked about epigenetics on the show and the changes that are passed on to the next generation which have altered function and difficulty uh, detoxifying. It's one of the most common findings in the uh, autism community. Uh, those with autism really don't detoxify well, and so they just recycle their toxins. And I would think this is going on among many other people, not just those who have autism. Yes. Very, very good observation. You might consider the autistic kids the yellow canaries. They're the ones who are having trouble getting rid of toxins, and they're showing, showing the damage more quickly. And, and, and researchers say, well, their, their levels of toxins aren't any higher than the general population. Well, first off, the general population levels of toxins are way too high anyway, but they're just less able to detoxify them or protect themselves. Yes, well, we're going to continue the conversation. We're learning so much from you, Dr. Pizzorno. And listeners, if you've just tuned in with us, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Please stay with us, folks. We will be right back after this brief break. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at My Village Green. 
Quality can't always be seen. Honest labeling, trusted sourcing, unwavering standards. At Pure Encapsulations, we are committed to wellness without compromise, delivering high-quality hypoallergenic products for nearly three decades. Our products are free from gluten, trans fats, peanuts, GMOs, magnesium stearate, and artificial ingredients. Pure Encapsulations is the leading brand in the healthcare practitioner market, ranking highest in ingredients purity, quality testing, and trust. Pure Encapsulations products available at Village Green Apothecary and myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301 530 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support available through your healthcare professional and village green apothecary the brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body and this is where gero formulas neuro optimizer comes to the rescue neuro optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory mood concentration and focus neuro optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories neuro optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs to learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And I want to remind you that you can listen to this podcast and many of our other podcasts by tuning in to iTunes podcast, Essentials of Healthy Living, or go directly www.ehlradio.com. Now, we're having a wonderful conversation with Dr. Joseph Pizzarno. We're talking about The Toxin Solution, which is a current book that he has written. It's exceptional with lots of information on toxins. And Dr. Pizzarno, I understand that you had a presentation, an excellent presentation, at the Institute for Functional Medicine and you talked about these issues that we've been discussing today. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more? Because you're, you're at the top when it comes to understanding toxins and toxin solutions. Well, thanks for the kind compliment. So, so Dan, I've, I've been involved in medicine now literally half a century. I was working in conventional medicine research way back in 1970, okay? So, at, over this period of time, I've, I've studied a lot. I've uh, done a lot of research. I've written books, textbooks for doctors, books for consumers, seen a lot of patients both directly and through corporate wellness programs. And as I've been 
watching what happens with people's health uh, and, and you might say disease burden over time, I've come to some insights as to why people are sick. So I'm in the process of creating what I'm calling the uh, unified theory of disease. And what I'm saying is if you look at how we evolved as a species and look at what we were exposed to both nutritionally and in terms of toxins, and then compared to our current environment, the, the differences are, are striking. And I'm gonna, let me walk through this a bit because there's some um, concepts here that may not be obvious on the surface, but when you, when you kind of look at it this way, they make a lot of sense. So concept number one, we think of things like cabbage family foods as good for us because particularly women, when they eat cabbage family foods, they get less breast cancer because when they eat the cabbage family foods, it induces enzymes in the liver that break down estrogen to an to a anti-carcinogenic form versus a pro-carcinogenic form. So if you eat a lot of charred broiled meat, for example, you put more uh, cancer-forming uh, estrogen metabolites, whereas if you eat a more vegetarian diet with cabbage family foods, you're producing uh, you know, the anti-cancer uh, estrogen metabolites. Okay, that's fine. Now, let's go, look, go back and look at that cabbage thing. Why are we producing more enzymes when we're eating cabbage? It's because cabbage has toxic compounds in it that the cabbage produces to protect itself from insects and viruses and uh, predators and things of this nature. So we humans, as we're looking at things to eat, those of us who had those enzymes to break down those toxins were the ones that ate those foods and survived, and those who couldn't do it, they died from it. Okay, so we basically evolved our human, might say, physiology to be able to detoxify virtually all the toxins we get exposed to in the natural environment. Now, there's some exceptions, like, you know, pufferfish toxin. Okay, it is so poisonous, it kills us too, too fast, so we can't adapt to it. But otherwise, what's in the environment, we've adapted to the toxins in the environment, and we've become dependent on the nutrients in the environment. Now, I use the word nutrient intentionally. So when people look at food, we've decided that there are about 50 uh, nutrients in foods that are important, vitamins and minerals, amino acids, things like this. And as you know, you know, it was only 30 about 50 years ago, and now it's up to about 50, and it's going to continue going up. There are about 50,000 molecules in food. Why do we just decide only 50 of them are important? Okay, so let's keep going on here. So now we have a situation where we have an environment, and we're eating these foods that have a lot of these important physiological effects. And... And in those foods, if they have toxins, we learn how to detoxify them. As a matter of fact, we use them to help improve our physiology. So now we've moved to a situation where we've put metals and chemicals into the environment that we can't detoxify. Those are those persistent toxins. The non-persistent toxins, um, they're very similar to things we, we, we evolved with, so we're able to get rid of them as long as you stop being exposed to them. <laughs> the problem is with arsenic, as I mentioned before, is Arsenic only has a half-life of two to four days. But if you have arsenic in your water supply, and if you eat chicken and rice that are contaminated with arsenic, which is the primary foods with arsenic in them, you're getting constant exposure. That's why you have trouble. Anyway, so we now have re not only regularly getting these non-persistent toxins, which we can get rid of, but we're getting them too much now, but we also have all these non-persistent, we have all these persistent toxins that we can't get rid of. Okay, so now we're building up these metabolism-damaging molecules and chemicals and metals in our bodies. Equally, if you look at the foods, 
you look at organically grown foods versus chemically grown foods. I'm not saying conventionally grown foods anymore. I'm calling them chemically grown because we want, we want organic to become conventional. So then you look at chemically grown foods. Then we start looking at these other molecules in organic food versus chemically grown food. So if you, you look at people say, oh, yeah, the chemically grown foods are just great. So you look at their protein levels and their carbohydrates and their fats and their vitamins, they all look pretty similar. The major minerals look pretty similar. Trace minerals are lower in uh, chemical grown foods than organic grown foods. But in terms of conventional thinking, that's pretty much the only difference. When we start looking for these other molecules, they're dramatically lower in chemically grown foods. And some of these molecules aren't even in chemical grown foods. So these other molecules in the plants, why are they there? Well, they're antiviral. They're, they're anti-insect. They're, they're antibacterial. They're anti-predator. They're um, antioxidants to protect the plants from ultraviolet. So it has all these beneficial effects. So when we eat these foods with these molecules in them, which we consider unimportant, okay, we put those in our body and we are healthier. So let's look at COVID-19. Everybody's freaked out about COVID-19 right now. And we know that, you know, primarily elderly people with comorbidities are ones to get trouble. Now think about this. What if a person's eating a diet rich in carotenoids and bioflavonoids? And some of these carotenoids and bioflavonoids, which are in the plants to protect them from viruses, they bind to, look at COVID-19, they bind to the spike in COVID-19, making it harder to infect the cells. So think about this some more. Then we start looking at some of these molecules around cancer, like limonene, for example. And if you look at limonene, it blocks cancer replication and growth. Many, there's lots of different pathways. So what do the drug people do? Oh, limonene, isn't that interesting? Let's chemically modify it to become a chemotherapy agent. There's a bunch of research going on with this right now, which is probably fine. But we think about it. What we're doing is we've removed all these healthy foods from our diet, all these molecules from our diet, healthy molecules from our diet, make people sick. Then we chemically modify these molecules that we've removed from the diet, give back to people to treat the diseases that they got. It makes no sense whatsoever. So my basic thesis is we have moved from an environment that we evolved in to be able to detoxify virtually every toxin we're exposed to, including viruses and bacteria. So our immune system is really good to get rid of those things. So we're really going to get rid of those things. And we are dependent on the nutrients in the foods, not just the vitamins and minerals, but all those other molecules have all these other effects, which, you know, the fact that you get, uh, you know, luteolin, for example, binds to the COVID-19, that doesn't show up in any of the human physiology, but it gives the immune system that extra little space to activate to protect us from the virus. So, so if you give the immune system like an extra day or two to rev up, because you're inhibiting the virus with all these carotenoids and flavonoids, it's a huge advantage to the body. So, we, so we've got a situation where we've got all these good molecules, so now we have a situation where we don't have exposure to those molecules. And not only that, but we have all these metals and chemicals in our body that are disrupting our, our physiology. So to me, it's pretty clear. The reason we're sick, I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm not a doctor. The reason we're sick is because we left our, might say, close interaction with nature and replace it with a close interaction with chemicals and metals that are poisoning us. Excellent. You know, this is the best description, and you give such good examples. And in the next segment, uh, we want to focus on more information on how people can 
change their diet to get more of the necessary antioxidants and detoxification aspects uh, of different plants. I, your description is phenomenal, and I'm so glad that you mentioned it. And folks, if you've just tuned in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, reminding you that you can listen to this podcast and any previous podcast on the Essentials of Healthy Living through iTunes Podcasts or EHLradio.com. And hang in there, folks, and we'll be right back after this brief break with more solutions for toxin exposure. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Are you under a lot of stress these days? Pressure from your job, personal life, politics? It can all take a serious toll on your health. But we can help. Village Green Apothecary can help you achieve a healthier lifestyle with our wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 50 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formula supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas. Available at Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com.
Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We are brought to you by Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. And I want to reintroduce our speaker, our guest today, an expert, Dr. Joseph Cesorno, and he is a transformational leader in medicine. He founded Bastyr University, the country's first and largest fully accredited University of Natural Medicine, and served as the president for 22 years. He's a naturopathic physician, educator, researcher, and expert spokesman. And we've been discussing the impact of toxins on health and solutions that work. So, Dr. Pizzorno, we were talking about uh, components in the diet that help with detoxification of toxins. So we've talked about the avoidance of foods that tend to have higher toxic levels, such as chicken and rice with, the, with regard to arsenic. And we've also talked about the benefit of the cruciferous vegetables, the cabbage group, and how helpful they are. Can you talk to us more about um, those foods to avoid and those foods that can help us? There's, there's several strategies. The strategy number one, of course, is don't let them in your body. I mean, seriously, just do everything you can to live as toxin-free a life as possible. Because look at things like PCB, PCBs, polychlorinated biphenyls. These things have half-lives in human beings that range from three to 25 years. Okay, and so where is the primary source of them? Farm fish. So if you're going to eat farm fish, you might say, oh, I can eat farm fish once a week, don't, once a month, for example, don't worry about it. Well, if it's going to take you years to get that out of your body, if you eat it even just once a month, your levels will continue to go up. So you've got to stop the exposure. The second methodology is to do everything we can to facilitate the body's own ability to detoxify. And then the third strategy is then, are there some things we can do to specifically enhance detoxification? So let's talk about number two for a second. So our body, as I mentioned earlier in the show, our bodies have multiple very effective mechanisms for getting rid of toxins. Uh, we can get rid of arsenic quite well. Uh, many of these chemicals we can get rid, rid of as well. Um, but some of them, again, are quite difficult. So let's look at what's, how the body functions. So you look at the liver, that's where a lot of these chemicals are broken down, and the enzymes depend upon vitamins and minerals. For example, if you're low in iron, particularly an issue for women who are menstruating, uh, often low in iron, when you're low in iron, you can't produce as many of these detox enzymes because they're based on heme. Same thing hemoglobin is based on. Okay, so you have to have iron. But then you look at all these phase one, phase two detox systems, they all depend on a wide range of vitamins and minerals. So anytime you have nutritional deficiency, some aspect of detoxification is not going to work. You might say, well, nutritional deficiencies, how common are they? Okay, well, let's look at the COVID-19. And I don't know if you've seen, if you saw this data like I did, but I was noticing that in New York City during the peak of their deaths, they're reporting that the people in the ICUs were suffering from loss of sense of smell and taste and disordered sense of smell and taste. Well, what's that classic deficiency sign of? Well, as you know, it's zinc deficiency. Why zinc. is that important? Yeah. Well, it turns out that the main mineral the body uses in the cells to protect it from the COVID-19 and other viruses is zinc. Okay, so the effects of these nutritional deficiencies are huge. And I just saw a study that showed that two-thirds of adults over the age of 65 in the United States had zinc deficiency. 
Okay, so right there, um, it's not just not just detoxification; it's everything else. So deficiencies very very common. Now, after the liver breaks down a chemical, it typically will then dump dump its kind of modified form into the gut, and then it's expecting the body to then get that out through the stools. But then we reabsorb that toxin through intrahepatic recirculation. So what this is is that one way in which the body makes sure it doesn't lose things that the liver is extreme that it wants, like bile salts, it reabsorbs the bile salts. Well, the problem is if there's not enough fiber there to bind to the toxins, it also reabsorbs the toxins. And it turns out that in many situations, when people have the wrong bacteria in their gut, where the, the way the body got rid of the toxin was like what's called conjugation, which means it bounded to another chemical. It turns out there's a bunch of un- toxic bacteria in the gut They'll take off that chemical that, that was bound to the toxin to neutralize it, now makes it toxic again and reabsorb it back into the body. So why would our smart bodies waste all this metabolic energy, get rid of these toxins into the gut, and then just reabsorb them? It's because as we evolved as a species with these detox mechanisms that I've been talking about, they, um, we were consuming 100, 150 grams of fiber a day. Now the average person consumes 15 to 20 grams of fiber a day. So we have sabotaged a key detox mechanism. So a simple thing to do then is, first off, take your vitamins and minerals, make sure you're getting plenty of the vitamins and minerals known necessary for the detox enzymes to work, but also make sure you've got plenty of fiber. Now let's go further. Remember that all those other molecules I've been talking about that are important. You have to eat organically grown foods, primarily uh, fruits and vegetables, because that's where most of these molecules are. I'll go even further. It's better to eat heirloom uh, organic foods using heirloom seeds because as the seeds have been hybridized uh, for specific purposes, like to make them bigger or make them tastier or have more protein or whatever, whenever a food is hybridized to produce more one molecule, it's going to produce less of all the other molecules, of other molecules. So every time you, you hybridize a food, you're losing something. You're gaining something, but you're losing something. And I'll tell you, uh, I have a, a fairly extensive vegetable garden. I'm continuing to work on it. And when you called me earlier this morning, uh, yeah, I was actually watering my garden. Okay. So if you would do a, a, a comparison between chemical-grown foods, commercial organically-grown foods, and my homegrown foods, there is no comparison between the three. My homegrown foods are so much better than your organic foods, and there's no comparison to chemical-grown foods. So the, the, the point I'm making here is, the closer we get to eating real food, primarily vegetables, organically grown with heirloom seeds, then the more of the molecules we need to detoxify and to get these toxins out of the body, the more of them we're going to have. I can keep talking, but does it, what, why don't we go on to your next question? You know, this is uh, what you're saying is extremely important, and I like the fact that you focused on avoidance, but also what can we do as far as the diet, and then what can we do to enhance our abilities. And I've been interested in the issue of the enzyme G6PD with regard to being that certain populations, um, African, uh, Italian, or Mediterranean, and Asian are tend to have that defect, the deficiency of the G6PD mm-hmm. enzyme. 
And that's involved in detoxification sensitivity to viruses. And so it's interesting to look at the populations that seem to have more of the COVID problems. And I'm, I'm curious as to whether there's a study going on with regard to those who have G6PD and those that don't. And if they have the G6PD, there are certain medications that would not be useful, in fact, would be harmful. And I'm wondering if the current research is not clouded by not looking at that issue. What do you, do you have to say about it? Hmm, great thought. So I have not looked at GP, G6DP um, deficiency and how it correlates with toxin susceptibility or the COVID-19 um, pandemic. So I, unfortunately, I can't answer that, that directly. Um, but I can do kind of a bigger um, response. And that is one of the wonderful things about the modern uh, scientific world we're living in is how much more deeply we understand people's physiology and how much more deeply we understand the role of genetics. And very clearly, as you know, only about 15% of disease is due to genetics. All the rest is diet, lifestyle, environment, et cetera. So, but, and even when people have a genetic susceptibility, that's where the vitamins and minerals can be so useful because when an enzyme is not made quite right, according to genetics, you get a lot more of the cofactor, you can get the enzyme working better. So the whole idea about megavitamin therapy uh, that, you know, lacks polling so uh, so effectively advanced. It's all about normalizing people's physiology when you have these, these, um, might say, susceptibilities and weaknesses. So yes, that's all intervenable. I haven't looked at that particular piece of research. Yes, I just I became curious uh, because we we knew when we were using IVs of vitamin C that some people early to high doses and then. We yeah. found that that was related to the G6PD, and so we we routinely tested our patients prior to doing IV vitamin C in high doses, and so it's always fascinated me. And um, I haven't seen too much in the literature about it, but uh, I do think it's an awfully important aspect, and you know. I'm always reminded, and it was George Mitchell, the physician that I first worked with, who said, you have to go back to basics. Don't forget basics, because we all get so wound up as we go along in this nutrient, that nutrient. And you've done that. You've stepped back and said, look, you know, what can you do? These are simple uh, pieces of advice that you're giving us. These are clinical pearls about what to avoid, what to eat, and supplementing wisely as based on testing, based on the signs and symptoms. Uh, we both came along in this field before we had sophisticated testing. So we had to rely on what I call yeah. reading the patient. And I don't think yeah. that's taught in medical education. So do you have uh, a so, few words before we <laughs> sign off? Yes. Um, I think our bodies have remarkable ability to heal and be healthy. And we have to help, okay? And we have to help it by keeping the toxins out and getting the nutrients in. And I would like to say to people who think, I, I'm, I'm going to say something that's slightly pejorative here, 
I've been watching with kind of uh, humorous interest the people who are talking about biohacking human physiology. Well, first off, I'm delighted they're paying attention. Uh, and I think some of the things they're doing are interesting. But if you're trying to biohack your body, either with these kind of weird ways of eating or take a lot of vitamins and minerals or weird substances, and if you're not eating a real diet of healthy foods, organically grown, primarily vegetable, I don't care all these other things you're doing. You're not going to get much benefit. You'll get some, you might get some short-term benefit, but if you're not living healthily and eating real food, all these other things, other things aren't going to have much aren't going to have much benefit. Well, and I'm going back to what you mentioned earlier that we knew of 30 nutrients that were important, and you know that goes to 50. It might be 5,000. We really don't know, yeah. <laughs> and and we're learning every day. Uh, the information on trace minerals doubles about every two or three years. So there's a lot that we have to learn, and we've learned a lot from you, Dr. Pizzorno. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been very interesting to talk to you and certainly to learn and how can people uh, get in touch with you and information? Uh, do you have a site? So I have a website, uh, drpizorno.com. I'm actually just met with a friend of mine to see if we could uh, get a little more up to date. So drpizorno.com. And, of course, my book, The Toxin Solution. And if there's any doctors uh, listening uh, or other healthcare professionals, I have a, a textbook, too, called Clinical Environmental Medicine that came out in 2018, where we kind of laid out, and kind of we did, we laid out for doctors all the toxins, how they cause damage, where they come from, how you test their levels in the body, and then how to get them out of the body. Phenomenal. Thank you for being on the show. We've learned a lot. And I want to thank you, yeah. listeners, for Excellent, joining Jared. us on the essential. Thank you uh, for joining us on the Essentials of Healthy Living. And a reminder, you can access the show or previous shows through iTunes on the Essentials of Healthy Living podcast via ehlradio.com. And I'm just reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive health-enhancing choices and please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.